This episode is sponsored by Harmony, a personal enrichment course for women. Work-life balance is unattainable, but you can achieve harmony. Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching is excited to offer Harmony, a seven-week personal enrichment course to help women find their natural rhythm and master the multiple moving parts of their lives. Visit pathwayteam242.org for more information. Fairfully and wonderfully, I was made, created to have dominion. I am not afraid. There is no duplicate, no carbon copy of me. I am an original. I am free to be me. Welcome to Living Loved and Free with Carol G, brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching. At Pathway, we believe life is a journey. Thus, our podcast provides a weekly pit stop for kingdom women to pause, reflect, and refuel. I am your host, Carol G, and I am super excited to share practical, kingdom-inspired strategies to help you know your worth, love yourself unconditionally, and unapologetically be your most authentic self. Here is this week's transformative message. May it inspire you to be the best you possible. Hi. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. Whether you are a first-time listener or you've listened to several episodes, I am so glad you chose to listen to this one. I know God will speak to you as you listen in to what He has laid on my heart for you today. If the message inspires you, please share it with others so that they can experience God's love and freedom too. After all, sharing is caring, right? So we are on part three of the work series. If you haven't listened to the previous messages in this series, it would be good to go back to them before you jump into this message. So hit pause and look for episodes 17 and 18 or Open your ears and heart as I jump into this week's message. I want to start by saying that this work series is not advocating laziness, nor looking for handouts, nor loosey-goosey living. What the work series is about is promoting the kingdom principles of God as owner, source, and a provider, and us, his children, aka believers or Christians, as managers, stewards, and receivers of his abundance. I talked more about that in episode 17, Kingdom Work. Letting go of the concept that we must work to provide for our needs is not an invitation to not work at all, nor is it an instruction to work without pay, unless, of course, God tells you to do that. Rather, it is an invitation to adjust your heart posture towards work and thus shift the trajectory of your life. This was my focus in the work as worship episode, which was episode 18. When you remove the I must provide for myself motivation from work, you are then free to do only what God tells you to do. You no longer have to do what you feel forced to do by others or maybe even your own expectations. And remember, when I talk about work, I am talking about any activity you engage in, not just work in the traditional sense. 
further, when you accept that God is your provider and that he provides from his storehouse because he is good, you free yourself of the fear of not having enough because that's scarcity thinking and we're not about that life, right? So here's the thing. You may not have everything you want or you think you should have, but with God, you will always have enough. You just have to trust that God knows better than you what is enough. For example, I may think I need $1,000 for groceries a month. God may know that $500 is enough. See, because God knows that having less money will cause me to be more intentional about my meal planning and shopping. With less money, I buy only what is essential and nutritious. If I had more money, I would probably end up spending that excess on food that feeds my emotional eating habits. So God got my back, right? This week, we're looking at the O of work. If you didn't know before, you know now, I am an acronym woman. So by the end of this series, we would have covered the W, the O, the R, and the K. This week, we're looking at O, and O represents opportunity cost. If you choose to work the world's way, this is what it typically looks like. You jump at your boss's command to work long hours. Then you hop to the beat of the pastor that says you're not holy enough if you aren't actively involved in everything the church does. And you bobble to the demands of your social circle that says that your children must be involved in multiple extracurricular activities that you have to pay for and show for them to. And lastly, you skip literally and figuratively for the social media gurus that say you have to look a certain way, wear the most popular brands and go to all the happening spots. (sighs) I don't know about you, but just reading that made me exhausted. So I know, I know, I hear you. I hear you. Trust me, I hear you. You may not be doing all that jumping, hopping, bobbing, and skipping, but it is very likely that you saw yourself in some aspects of what I just shared. No wonder you're always exhausted, frustrated, and overwhelmed. Listen, this is what God is inviting you to. God is saying to you, are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Those are not my words. Those are not even words that I heard from God in my quiet time. Those words are literally found in the Bible. They are in Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 in the message translation. 
If you don't believe me, you can look it up yourself. When you choose to partner with God in the work he has purposed for you, the results will benefit you and the people around you. That's a win-win situation. So let's look more closely at opportunity cost. According to google.com, the definition of opportunity cost is the loss of other alternatives when one alternative is chosen. When you choose the world's approach to work, you miss out on the kingdom's way, the world's way. I'll summarize it like this. Allowing people that do not consider who you are, how you are wired, what you are purposed and gifted to do, nor what your current needs are in this season to pull you in multiple directions. The world's way is also trying to fit 30 hours of work in 24-hour days. And the world's way will have you in a chaotic, overwhelming type of life. Alternatively, the kingdom's way is choosing to obey what God says to do because he created you and knows who you are, how he created you, his purpose and plans for you, and what is best for you in each season. So when you do life the kingdom's way, the hours in each day are used to nurture healthy relationships with God, self, others, And you also have time for work and rest. So in a nutshell, the kingdom's way results in intentional, harmonious living. So tell me, which alternative do you prefer? In today's world, there are a lot of things vying for our time and attention. I know, trust me. Every day I'm wrestling with what to do and when to do what needs to be done. So I know about the struggle. And sometimes it is difficult to determine whether an opportunity is good, bad, right, wrong, or righteous, right? Can you relate? Now, if you're deciding between going to work or robbing a bank, it should be clear which is definitely the bad thing to do, right? (laughs) But in case you're not sure, it is always wrong to rob a bank. I mean, you don't even have to be a believer to know that robbing a bank is wrong. (laughs) But then we have decisions like, should I have sex with my boyfriend who I really love and may one day marry, but we ain't married right now? Well, I mean, that may seem like a hard decision, but guess what? The Bible speaks directly to that. So although the world condones sex outside of marriage, the believer knows that God does not. So that's a clear decision. But the decision process gets murkier when you are deciding between quote unquote good alternatives like working late or attending your child's basketball game. Now, you may be saying, I'm a good parent, so I'm definitely going to support my child. All right, all right, good for you, good for you. However, what about when your boss says that if you stay late, you increase your chances of getting a promotion? And that promotion comes with a pay increase that you could use to set aside money for your child's college tuition. It's harder to determine the right decision, right? 
Yeah, I know. But guess what? (laughs) The decision isn't about right or wrong. For the believer, the Christian, the Christ follower, it's really about determining the righteous decision. And when it comes to righteousness, that's a God matter. The truth is, you can only make righteous decisions if you are in tune with God and willing to obey what He says. The righteous decision changes. Like, you cannot say, okay, there's only one righteous way to do something. There's only one righteous decision that will always apply in a scenario such as this. Because what I have learned in walking with God, today, the righteous decision may be to work late. Tomorrow, the righteous decision may be to leave work and attend your child's event. And let me put that in in make it real for my actual scenario because, you know, staying late at the office or going to a child's basketball game are not options that I have to consider because for me, I work from home and I don't have children. But there are times when I'm making a decision between should I go for a walk? Should I wash the dishes? Should I do extra Bible reading? Or should I go and have a conversation with my husband before he goes to work? And depending on the day, the righteous decision changes. Some days it's go wash the dishes. Some days it's go for a walk. Some days it's you've had enough time with just me and you. Go and spend some time with your husband. And so I am learning to lean into God and to pay attention to how the Holy Spirit is nudging me because the reality is that some days he does want me to spend three hours with him, just me and him, me and God. And then some days it's 30 minutes. It all depends on what's happening or what I need for that day, right? So you have to be in tune with God. This is why an intimate relationship with God is important. Intimacy allows you to hear when God speaks and to discern when Holy Spirit within you gives you a peace about a decision. The closer you are to God, the more you realize that every good opportunity is not a God opportunity. I have received opportunities that seemed good on the surface, but when I prayed about it, I saw God was not in it. Some of the opportunities I said no to were invitations to speak, podcast collaborations, and job offers. We were even presented an opportunity to get a bank loan, money that we really felt like we needed, but we would have had to falsify information on our application, which sadly the bank rep was willing for us to do, actually suggested that we do it, right? Yeah. So with each of those opportunities, money was attached to it in some way. And to be transparently clear, I am not rolling in dough. So it's not like more money would not have been beneficial to me and my family. However, in each scenario, I had to ask myself, are you willing to pay the cost attached to that opportunity? 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 10, the Amplified Bible says, For the love of money, 
that is the greedy desire for it and the willingness to gain it unethically is a root of all sorts of evil. And some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves through and through with many sorrows. Just peeling back those opportunities I shared, right? The podcast collaborations that I said no to would have allegedly increased my exposure, which increases the chances of more sponsors and more clients, which would equal more money. But I had to say, who am I going to be exposed to if I collaborate with these people, right? Does this person or this group, this organization have an audience that is aligned with who God has called me to serve? And even if they do, uh, is the time commitment, the additional time that would be required for the collaboration, is it worth it? What am I going to not be able to do because I'm spending more time doing a podcast collaboration, right? Then of course, you know, a job would mean steady income. Psh, can't scoff at steady income, right? I mean, even if it wasn't always a permanent situation, it would at least be income coming in for a period of time. But in those situations, I had to contemplate if I could be an effective witness for Christ if the job required me to do things that went against my principles. And don't get me wrong, they weren't requiring me to do anything illegal. In one scenario, it was the time that would be required to do work that is not in line with what I know God is telling me to do in this season. And then there was also an instance where having that job would have required me to be out front with a political person, a political entity. And that went against a decision I made years ago to no longer be out front in the political arena. So I had to decline. And I'll be honest with you, there were times that the cost attached to the opportunity wasn't even evident to me. I could not see anything bad about the opportunity. However, I clearly heard God say no, and I chose to obey. I decided that his no is better than my understanding, right? I could I could stand on his no. If he said no, whether I understand it or not, I'm going to go with his no. Now it's time for you to apply what I have shared. I want to give you a two-part exercise to help you determine what is the opportunity cost of the work you are currently doing. So if you're able to get a pen, paper, or pencil, whatever, or use your phone, um, this would be a good time to do so because I have several questions that I want you to write down and think about and journal about. So the first part of the assignment <laughs> is for each job, business, home activity, church group, community work, or any other type of work that you're currently doing, ask yourself, what am I giving up to do this work, right? For example, if you spend 10 hours on a Saturday cleaning your house from top to bottom, what are you giving up to clean your house? If you're at church every evening through the week, 
what are you giving up to be at church every evening through the week? If you are on a job that you hate, what are you giving up to be on that job, right? That's part one, question one. Then the second question for part one, for each job, business, home activity, church group, community work that you're currently doing, ask yourself, is what I am gaining from doing this work worth what I am giving up? So you're going to look at all the things you do. You go to work, you have a side business, you go to church, you're involved with the usher board, the praise team, the finance committee, you're in Kiwanis or Rotary, you help with junior achievement, you clean, you do um, chores throughout the house, you do the laundry, you have to help your, your children with homework, you have to do the girl's hair, you have to do your hair. All of those, any activity that you are participating in in this season of your life, I want you to ask yourself, what am I giving up to do this work? And then ask, is what you are gaining from doing the work worth what you are giving up? So that's part one. Part two, still looking at all the work that you're doing on your job, in your business, at home, at church, in the community. For each of those activities, now you're going to ask four questions, right? Number one, does it align with what God has told you to do in this season? So if you are spending 20 hours of your week in community work or church work or political work, whatever it is, but God has told you to do a course, to study, to get certified in a certain thing? Does what you're doing align with what God has told you to do in this season? Or he could have told you to exercise more, (laughs) right? Okay. Does it align with what God has told you to do in this season? Number two, does the activity, the work, use or develop your strengths or gifts? By doing this thing, Are you using or developing the strengths and gifts you know you have? And if you don't know what your strengths or gifts are, yeah, then you need to find out. I can help with that. Or you can Google it. There are lots of assessments. Or you can ask your friends and family members, what do you think I'm good at? What do you think I'm gifted at? Third question, does this activity, this work, allow you to nurture positive relationships, positive relationships, okay? And the fourth and final question, does this job, business, home activity, church work, community work, bring you joy and fulfillment? These are very important questions that it would be good for you to take some time and answer. Before I go, I want to let you know about an opportunity for you to learn more about the concepts I share today. For seven consecutive Saturdays, I'll be going more in depth with this material in our upcoming Harmony course. Each week, I will teach live on Zoom about getting to know God and yourself better. 
I'll also share the tools you need to live a less frazzled life. If you feel like the Energizer Bunny because you keep going and going and going, maybe this Harmony course is for you. God did not design you to live on three hours of sleep nor does he require you to give so much of yourself away that you have nothing left for you or a personal relationship with him. Visit our website at pathwayteam242.org and click on the learn more button for more information about this life transforming harmony course. Listen, We upgrade our computers and our cell phones and even our wardrobe and cars. How about upgrading how you do life? The strategies I will be teaching have improved not only the quality of my life, but have also transformed the way my clients do life. Join us in this Harmony course and learn how to maximize your capacity, achieve true inner peace, and live a purposefully productive life. As we close this episode, I want to let you know that we also have a written version of the podcast episode. So if you like to read or you learn better visually, please check out the blog post. The link is in the show notes. Lastly, if you have matters weighing on your heart and you would like my team to pray for you, please send me a private message with your prayer request. Until next time, God bless you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Living Loved and Free with Carol G. Brought to you by Pathway Kingdom Life Coaching, where we equip kingdom women for loving relationships. We'd love to hear from you. Please rate, like, or leave a comment with your feedback. Or send us an email with your thoughts or questions at info at pathwayteam242.org. We also invite you to join our email community at pathwayteam242.org. And be sure to connect with Pathway or Carol Griffiths on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. The link to connect with us is in the show notes. I am Carol Griffiths, your freedom coach. Until next time, remember that you are free to be the whole healed helpmate God created you to be.